And uh, again, you know, if there's not crying, the, it's dying. And so uh, we love the sound of babies in here. And, you know, before we get started, uh, let's just take a moment to pray. Heavenly Father, again, we come before you. We thank you um, for our church family, um, for our physical families, Lord. And we pray that all of us uh, would continue to grow in our relationships um, that is that we'll be we would be willing to give of ourselves self sacrificially uh, to show our love to one another that we would be willing to um, be open and honest and when we need help uh, that we would be there and seek to be there for one another and Lord that you would give us divine uh, wisdom to understand when someone's in need and how to be there for them. That we would know what, when to say something and when to remain quiet. Uh, when to be there in, in their presence and when just to pray for them, Lord. And we just, we do thank you, Lord, um, for where we live and for our church family and those who have moved on even to other areas. Um, and we ask that you would watch over and be with them and bless them. We ask your blessing upon this time and upon each family, especially the families of uh, Jaden and James and Shiloh. Uh, we ask that you would be with, with each one of their families. In Jesus' name, amen. So we all know that the family is a divine institution by God, right? From the very beginning, beginning of creation, God created Adam, but then he made a perfect, more than suitable helpmeets for him. And after the fall, we have, you know, still the blessing before and after the, to fill the earth, to go and subdue it and multiply. And so children are a blessing from God and a part of his plan from the very beginning. Children are a heritage of the Lord committed by him to their parents for care, right? We're stewards of all the things that God has given us, not least of which are our children. We are to watch over them, care for them, protect and train them for his glory. And it is important that all parents recognize the sacred obligation and the responsibility to God in this matter. Far too often we find in our society, and sadly today, uh, that children are not wanted. And they're not thought of very highly of. But the Bible declares how blessed we all are to have children around. Jesus valued children. In Matthew 19, if you would turn there briefly with me, Matthew 19 Verse 13 through 15, we find this wonderful exchange between Jesus' disciples and some children. So Matthew 19, 13 through 15. Then some children were brought to him so that he might lay his hands on them and pray, and the disciples rebuked them. As some parents wanted Jesus to bless their children. I believe in, 
and have, have heard others speak about how wonderful it is for mothers and especially fathers to, play, to pray even blessings over their children. I think that's an important part that oftentimes we may not think about. But Jesus said, and, and so the disciples rebuked them, but Jesus said, let the children alone and do not hinder them from coming, from coming to me, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. After laying his hands on them, he departed from them. Children are not an obstacle or a burden, and yes, sometimes they are very difficult, right? <laughs> a lot of work. But they're a blessing from the Lord. Amen? A lot of work, amen? amen. <laughs> but a blessing. And our hope is that we will be people who not only love children, but that we would see how important it is to invest in their lives. Back to Psalm 127, which we read just a while ago. Behold, children are a gift of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward like arrows in the hand of a warrior. So are the children of one's youth. How blessed is a man whose quiver is full of them. They shall not be ashamed when they speak with their enemies in the gate. It's good to have lots of kids. And it's important for us to understand one of the greatest blessings for women is children. One of the most important jobs for a woman is to nurture her children. To nurture any child and to care for any child. Way, way too undervalued in our culture. And so when we see a mom who works at home caring for her children, we should honor her. And not look down on her. We need to pray for her. For those moms that have a job and, and try to care for their children. We need to pray for them. And to honor them. Psalm 128 goes on. How blessed is everyone who fears the Lord who walks in his ways. When you shall eat of the fruit of your hand you will be happy and it will be well with you. Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine... Oh, what's a blessing? Someone who follows the Lord, someone who seeks after the Lord, what's a blessing to them? Your children, like olive plants around your table. You'll have lots of kids. Behold, for thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. Now, obviously, there are great and wonderful people who haven't been able to have children. And God loves them very, very much. The idea and the concept here is that children are not a burden, but a blessing. That's what we learn here. And we don't look down upon those with large families. We don't look down upon those who have no family. But we love and care for one another. But when we see those children, we see that they're a blessing. Amen? And so, 
We need to revere the Lord. But we want to raise these children up in the Lord. We want to push them to see the value of walking with the Lord Jesus Christ daily. And the greatest way to to drive them or guide them is to lead them. (laughs) Kind of different, right? Well, if you're leading them, they're not driving them. Yes, I know that. But we want them to see our love for Jesus. We want them to see what we are doing daily. Not that we would just preach it, but we would live it. And so we're going to challenge these these parents as they come forward. Um, A child's dedication is, is only as real as the dedication of each parent and grandparent in the church here. Their commitment. And we need to remember that love is is not about me. It's about others and how we care for each one. For others. How how we care for them. And we must put Jesus first in our marriages. We must put Jesus first in our families. And if you do that, you will have the proper mentality to raise up your children. Dedication of children is not baptism of christening. There is nothing mystical about what is happening here today. Dedication is a presentation by the parents of their children, giving them back to God for His glory, for His service. And perhaps more importantly, it is a dedication of the parents themselves to God to fulfill this task. Children are dedicated to the Lord at this tender age with the the prayer that when they themselves come to the proper age, they will of their own free will and choice accept the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior and grow in Him so that they will want to be used by Him and will be used by the Lord in a powerful way in His service. And I think it may be noted that in the Old Testament, we have the record of Hannah bringing Samuel to the house of the Lord to dedicate him to God's service. And here we have them bringing their children forward, and we're going to pray for them. We're going to give them this charge, this challenge of dedication, as well as the grandparents and great-grandparents, as well as the church. And we want you to take this This as a genuine commitment from the heart, a desire, a desire to to follow him and follow through on what we say here today. And with Hannah, we think about she gave her her son back to the Lord, and at the right age, she brought and let him stay in the temple and grow. We want our children, and we want these children, parents. This is a commitment for you. You may not be taking them and sending them off somewhere, but a commitment to have them prepared to follow the Lord wherever He wants to use them. Which if someday He calls them to the mission field, you're willingly committed to helping them and not hinder them. If He calls them into some line of work, and you know they're walking with the Lord, you're willing to support them all the more. And so that's what we're doing here today. We're making a commitment 
We're accepting a challenge and a charge to dedicate these children to the Lord and to do everything that we can to help them to be prepared to make that decision to follow Him. And so, as you do this publicly, you're going to acknowledge your responsibility for the nurture and admonition of your child in the ways of righteousness and godliness. Help them to know the whole Word of God. Help them to understand who Jesus is. Help them to know how to walk with Him. And help them to understand consequences and the problems and the dangerous um, results of turning away and walking in sin. Right? All right. Would the parents come forward? Would... uh, we're going to have Josh and Molly and Jaden, who is almost two, on July 31st, right? And then Josh and Helen and James, and then Todd and Sarah, Sarah and Shiloh. And I'm going to have you come up here with me, and I tried to put it off as long as I could to have you come up and stand by me, because I might have you stand up here a while. <laughs> No? Yeah? Okay. Make you sweat now. She's heavier. She's heavier. <laughs> so you go first, huh, Jaden? I, I was able to visit with the parents, and Jaden's name means, there's a couple things it means, but the thing we'll focus on is thankful, right? And she is quick to say thank you to her mom and dad. I like seeing her, especially, they drive by in the golf cart once in a while, about a week or two ago, they drove by, and she's waving and smiling at me. And so, hi. (laughs) She's mesmerized by all your good looks. (laughs) Um, But anyway, she's a wonderful little girl, and she's quick to say thank you. We pray that she will grow up in the Lord. We also have, we'll talk about the next. We'll go oldest to youngest, right? James Elliot, right? James is a good name. Elliot is after uh, Josh's mom, Judy's maiden name, Elliot. But we think of also Jim Elliot, right? And one of the things that Jim Elliot said is, He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain that which he cannot lose. And you remember Jim and uh, Nate Saint and three others gave their lives in the mission field. I think it was 56 try to reach the Aka Indians. I think it's the Akas, if I remember right. So we pray that James will have the same view of serving the Lord, knowing that the Lord is the only one worthy of his life, to live his life for the Lord. Um, Shiloh. Might spend a little more time on Shiloh. It's fascinating. Okay. It's a blessing, an unexpected gift to have Todd start coming to church here. And then about two years ago, a little over two years ago, June 14th, they got married and they had another kid. And on Todd's 50th birthday, right, Shiloh was born, right? But also it was somewhat miraculous because, um, and I forgot, that Shiloh couldn't breathe for about, didn't breathe for about three minutes. And Todd went over there and was talking 
And finally, she came to. Uh, must have had to hear her daddy's voice, right? Uh, there's several things that we think of when we hear the name Shiloh, and, uh, and biblically it means peace, right? A blessing. She's a blessing of peace. Her middle name's Arlette, right? Did I say that right? And that's after her great-grandma, whose family was in France during World War II, uh, Sarah's grandma, who helped encourage Sarah as she grew up. But her family was in France during World War II and part of the resistance, and, and Arlette's family uh, took in Jews trying to help them and protect them. And so we pray that Shiloh, and we pray that Jaden and James will all be kids who grew up to be men and women who are willingly serving the Lord no matter how difficult it is, no matter what the consequences may come. And so some of the things the parents said as I visited with them is that, you know, I pray she or he makes a difference for God's kingdom. That's what we pray, right? Another said um, she and James as well is blessed by the great church family to grow up in. And I hope that is genuinely what takes place. And as we make this challenge and this charge today, uh, as a church family, I want you to think about other times that we've had baby dedications here. And to think about those children who have grown up. And, and pray for them. And keep them uh, on your minds as many have moved on, but we pray that they will grow in the Lord, okay? And so now the challenge, as I look through my notes here. <laughs> so, in order to accomplish this responsibility to raise up your children in a nurture and admonition and the righteousness and godliness of the Lord, it is vital, Josh and Molly, Josh and Helen, Todd and Sarah, to first rededicate yourselves to the Lord, to make sure that, and I know we have some mature believers up here, make sure that your personal walk with the Lord Jesus Christ is a serious one. You will be the little ones, you will be the ones, your little ones will see first. You will make the greatest impact on your little ones. And so they have to see that relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Day in and day out. Be willing to accept when you have failed. Let them see your willingness to repent, your willingness to seek forgiveness. I told you it'd be a while up here. So today, all right, here we go. Would you first rededicate yourselves to serve God no matter what? And in doing so, dedicate yourselves to bringing your child up in the Lord? I do, would be a good answer. Or we do. Do you? Do you also solemnly promise before God and these witnesses that you will, with God's help and guidance, undertake to bring these little ones up in the way of the Lord, making use of all the helps that God has given in family devotions, Sunday school and church, and when these kids are old enough to provide encouragement, 
for personal acceptance of Jesus Christ as Savior and for the dedication of their lives to the Lord, do you? Grandparents and great-grandparents, would you stand? Thank you for being here with us today. So, would you as grandparents be supportive by lifting the parents of your grandkids and great-grandkids up in your prayers and by standing firmly behind them as they seek to raise Jaden, James, and Shiloh up in godly way, do you? Will you pray for and encourage each one of these in the Lord as they grow, do you? All right, you can be seated. All right, congregation, I'm not going to make you stand up. But as a congregation, we must support them by lifting them up in prayer and praying for James, Shiloh, and Jaden. We must seek to help teach godly principles by action and word. We must encourage James, Jaden, and Shiloh not only to come to know Christ by faith, but also to grow in him. As a congregation, I do want an answer. Do you commit, seriously so, to do so? Let's pray. I'm going to pray for each one, okay? Jane's getting tired, but I don't know if she'll let me. <laughs> Lord God, we thank you for Jaden. Thank you for Josh and Molly. And I ask that you would help them to continue to stay committed to you, Lord. I thank you for their willingness to follow you, their willingness to be involved. But we pray, Lord, that you'd give them wisdom and insight as to how to raise Jaden up in you, Lord, in the special way that you've created her, in all of her gifts and talents. Lord, help them to know how to encourage her in her strengths and how to challenge her in her weaknesses. But, Lord, that she would love you, that she would know you and serve you, Lord, that she would just be a woman after your own heart. We ask your blessing upon Jaden. We ask, Lord, that you would help her in her most difficult hours and bless her in all that she does. And bless Josh and Molly. We thank you, Lord, for them. We pray this in Jesus' name. Lord, we ask that you would be with James. We ask that you would protect him, help him to be a man of the word, that he would be a man who grows up fully committed to you, Lord Jesus. And when he gets to his weakest moments, that he will look to you more quickly than the rest of us do, that he would be a man who's fully committed to doing the right thing even when it's dangerously difficult, that he would know the word, that he would follow you, Lord. We ask that you would be with Josh and Helen you would bless them, strengthen them in their marriage, strengthen them in their walk with you, Lord, and we pray that they would know how to raise him up in his special gifts and talents and that they would help him to see and only have eyes for you, Lord Jesus. We ask your blessing upon little Jim, little James. <laughs> we ask, Lord, that you would um, 
just guide and direct them in such a way that they can't but see the right way and the right thing and the thing that you want them to do. Um, James and the parents included, we thank you for their commitment. In Jesus' name we pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for Shiloh, that she's here with us, this little miracle. We ask that you would help Todd and Sarah to continue to follow you and that they would be more committed uh, every day, not only to you, but to one another. Lord, in the most difficult hour, help them to have the strength. Help them to have the fortitude to raise her up in you, Lord. We ask that you would bless Shiloh, that you would continue to watch over her, that she would be a woman who seeks to follow you, Lord, that she would know your love, that she would know what is right, that they would know how to raise her up in her gifts and her talents, and and that every day she would see your love through them, but also, Lord, that she would see your love. Uh, We pray that she would know the right thing to do it and that she would be committed to it. And we ask, Lord, that as Todd and Sarah uh, watch her uh, grow up, that um, they would just continue to see her as a blessing. We ask your blessing upon each one here today. We pray all these things in your precious name, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your grace, your mercy uh, that you've bestowed upon all of us. We ask, Lord, that as a church, you would help us to see how we can encourage and not discourage each one of these couples and the children. We ask, Lord, that you would um, be with each of the grandparents, Shiloh's grandparents. Um, we ask that you would be with uh, James and Jaden's grandparents and, and Jaden's great-grandparents as well, Lord, that they would know when they're helping or when they're hurting, when to step in and encourage and when to remain silent. Lord, that they would know the best thing to do at the right moment. Uh, Just give them wisdom and fortitude as well. We ask your blessing upon these children and upon all our children. We ask, Lord, that you would um, raise up the next generation that would faithfully follow you. Thank you, Lord, for this time. And we do dedicate these kids to you, Lord. Help us to know how to be the best stewards. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> She's so cute, and they're all cute, aren't they? I guess I never thought about pictures, but anyway, we can do that afterwards if anybody wants. It's not just a silly ritual that we've done here this morning. It's a, a time of commitment and dedication to the Lord, and and. As a part of it, we want to see, we want to remember um, the wonderful challenge that God has given us. Um, it's crazy to think about how God can do so much without us, and yet He asks us to be a part of this process for us as uh, witnesses, as a church family, that we are a part of that process as well. 
I look out across our congregation and I look at all the kids and if you go in my office you'll see a picture when we first came a little over six years ago and they're all growing up. Let's not forget them. Keep them close uh, at hand in the sense that you're praying for them. The Lord knows where they are. The Lord knows what they need. So continue to pray. You know, it's a, another wonderful um, practice. Dedication isn't, isn't um, something we're commanded to do. Baptism is. But we believe in the, that the Word of God has pointed us and the Scripture teaches us and says believe and be baptized. And so if there's anybody has never been baptized, and yet you're a believer. It's simple. But it is a believer's, one of the believer's first obediences. And so once you've believed, we charge you to be baptized. God says to be baptized. It does not save you, just like baby dedication doesn't save the child. But it points to what God has already done, and it's an act of obedience. So as a parent, your act of obedience is to raise that child up in the fear and the admonition of the Lord to do all that you can do. Another thing that we're commanded to do is reflect upon what the Lord God has done and to come together uh, to worship the Lord and to remember, uh, to rededicate ourselves, to be willing to confess any unconfessed sin as we take communion together. And so today, I know we have a lot of visitors here. You do not have to be a member of this church, but you, as we look at Scripture, are commanded to refrain if you are not a believer, if you've never turned to Jesus Christ, simply to Jesus Christ by faith. A sincere belief, a sincere faith and trust in the personal work of Jesus Christ in which you have asked him to forgive you and to come into your life. So if you've never done that, we charge you and encourage you to refrain. If you're a believer and you're unwilling to forgive, if you're unwilling to ask for forgiveness and a sin in your life and you're unwilling to, to accept it as sin, we encourage you to refrain from taking communion. And so as we prepare and as we pass out each one, there's a couple of things we want you to do. One is ask the Lord to convict you of any uh, sin that you may not be thinking of or you may be overlooking, that you may not be aware of and to be willing to confess that. Secondly, if you're unwilling to, to forgive a brother or sister who has harmed you or hurt you, that you refrain So pray about that person and seek to show love to that person. Okay? Third, we want to reflect upon what the Lord Jesus Christ has done, the personal work of Jesus Christ. And we see these things outlined in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. But I want to turn to Luke chapter 23. And as I read Luke 23, I'm not going to expound upon it, but I want to read this passage in preparation of communion. And so that we would reflect as we take communion.
There's nothing mystical that happens that does not become the blood and body of Christ. The scriptures never tell us that. Instead, it tells us to do it in remembrance of him. The essence is not there, but is in reflection of what Jesus has done. And so we need to reflect and worship the Lord Jesus Christ. Knowing what he did on the cross, that is what has brought and ensured our salvation. What Jesus has done already, the one-time event where Jesus willingly suffered and died upon the cross. And then that he rose again and he's coming again. But Luke chapter 23, starting in verse 32. I want you to just think about uh, this passage as we reflect upon the passion of Christ. Two others also who were criminals were being led away to be put to death with him, that is the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 33, when they came to the place called the skull, there they crucified him and the criminals, one on the right and the other on the left. But Jesus was saying, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots, dividing up his garments among themselves. And the people stood by looking on, and even the rulers were sneering at him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself. If this is the Christ of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up to him, offering him sour wine, and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. Now, There was also an inscription above him, this is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged there was hurling abuse at him, saying, are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other answered and rebuking him said, do you not even fear God since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And And we indeed are suffering justly, for we are receiving what we deserve for our deeds, but this man has done nothing wrong. And he was saying, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, Truly I say to you, today you shall be with me in paradise. It was now about the sixth hour, and darkness fell over the whole land until the ninth hour, because the sun was obscured and the veil of the temple was torn in two. And Jesus, crying out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. Now when the centurion saw that what had happened, he began praising God, saying, Certainly this man was innocent. And all the crowds who came together for this spectacle, when they observed what had happened, began to return, beating their breasts. And all his acquaintances and the women who accompanied him from Galilee were standing at a distance, seeing these things. And it goes on to talk about his burial, and praise the Lord that Jesus rose again. Would the men step forward? Uh, my elders, the Lord's elders here in our church. Let's pray.
Lord, we thank you that in your perfect plan, you had in mind our wickedness and our sinfulness. And so you sent your Son to die on the cross. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you were willing not only to die, to suffer and die on the cross so that we could have forgiveness. Not only were you willing to pay for uh, the penalty for our sins in full, but you were willing to come and live a life and to be rejected by men. And so as we, we look at you, Lord Jesus, what it tells us about what you have done and who you are, you who are fully God and fully man, you who came and willingly gave up your life for us. I am and I believe we are truly humbled. We ask, Lord, as we take this bread together, that you would help us to to see the great significance and this great sacrifice that you made. As we take this bread, help us to remember how you were beaten and bruised. And by your stripes, we were healed. You were beaten and bruised for us. As we take this bread, we remember what you've done, and we worship you, Lord Jesus, King of kings and Lord of lords. We ask, Lord, that you would convict us of any sin in our life that we have yet to confess and give us the fortitude, the ability, and the desire to say no to sin. We thank you for your grace that is greater than all our sin. Your grace that you've given us to give us the ability to say no to sin. We ask, Lord, as we take this bread that you would help us to be bound together in unity as one body, you, the head, so that we would have one purpose in glorifying you. We ask that you would bless this bread as we take it together. We ask, Lord, for your your wonderful grace to continue in the sense that you would help us to know how best to reach and encourage others to turn to you. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
all through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, the word, very word of God says, For I received from the Lord that which I also received, delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, in the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's eat it together. Lord, we ask that you would help us to understand and remember how blessed we are to be part of the new covenant initiated by your great sacrifice, Lord Jesus Christ, in which we receive the forgiveness of our sins. Those of us who have turned to you are blessed to be indwelt with the Holy Spirit and also guided by the Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus, all ushered in through blood of the covenant, your blood, Lord Jesus Christ, your blood that is able to wash away our sins. We thank you, Lord, and we ask as we take this cup that we would be people of one mind dedicated to you, that we would be a people committed to proclaiming the truth of the gospel, and that we would be a people that are willing to live out the gospel. We ask that you would bind our hearts together in love, bind us together under you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for what you've done. We ask that you would bless this cup as we take it together today. In Jesus' name, amen.
In the same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let's drink it together. Praise the Lord that Jesus was willing to die on the cross to pay for the penalty of our sins. Praise the Lord that we know it was sufficient in that He rose again. And because He rose again, He is coming again. And as we reflect upon what He has done, we look forward to His coming. Amen? And as we wait for His coming, we press on as good soldiers proclaiming the truth of Jesus Christ and seeking to help one another to grow in spiritual maturity. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank You again for all that You have done. We ask that You would help us to be wise in our time, to know what it is that we need to do to proclaim Your wonderful excellencies. We thank You, Lord, for this time together today. We ask Your blessing upon each family here today. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we have some young men come forward to take up the